1: Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday
2: edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available
3: on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, we're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder offseason ahead, plus our top five favorite games in, in draft, the roster that is on this Thunder team. A lot to get to today on the show to recap the season that was for the Oklahoma City Thunder.
0: You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On
4: Podcast Network, your team every day.
3: Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, media member, and editor in chief over at thunderousintentions.com. Ryland Styles, you can follow us on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunderpod, and you can even text the show. Uh, at 405-963-2356 for behind-the-scenes look and immediate access to the Lockdown Thunder podcast. Uh, I'm joined today by fellow media member Clemente Almanza, who runs Thunderwire.com. Today's show is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. We're talking about the offseason later on. We're going to talk first about the season that was and draft our five favorite games of the season and draft six players from the roster each uh, and just talk about the season as a whole, uh, exit interviews even, and of course the offseason. But Clemente, how is the offseason treating you? We're not quite to the offseason yet because we got to put a, bu- uh, you know, a, a book in on the season by talking to Sam Presti later this week. But so far, how has it been for you?
4: Well, Ryan, well, as we all know, today is tax day, which means I'm going to go file my taxes, which I think we can all agree can be a painful process in the moment, but can pay huge dividends in the future, which could also uh, be used to describe this OK OKC season. Wouldn't you agree?
3: That was brilliant. I wish that we had a TurboTax ad read today. That was that was incredible. Good job, Clemente. But yeah, <laughs> very metaphoric. I hope that Uncle Sam treated you uh, as fairly as possible in this process, uh, but uh, we won't dive into all of that, Clemente. Uh, let's just start with this. What did this season mean to you? what What was what was it like for you to to watch this season unfold?
4: Honestly, it made me that much more excited for the future. Before the season, I think the optimism levels around the fan base was at a steady steady level. But like after seeing the season uh, this team had, and like seeing individuals like Shea josh and j-dub um all taking like that next step in their um progression or even outperforming their uh projected projection it, it just should excite wonder fans for sure to like what the future can hold because like i said heading to the season i don't think anybody could realistically expected shea to have an all nba first team type season where he's averaging over 30 points on s- such high efficiency and then same thing with Dub when Dub was like the 12th overall I don't think anybody thought that he would probably finish runner up for, for uh, rookie of the year. And then, you know, Josh Giddy just continues to make steady improvement. He's improved all the stats um, this season. Um, so I think this season should excite Thunder fans more for the future. And um, I, I I don't think the way that they lost the bulls should really damper that.
3: What is your favorite moment? If you had to pick out one little moment from this season, what would it be? Oh
4: man, my favorite moment. I mean, Honestly, I think it's probably to be the Wizards game winner from, like, all the way back in the beginning of the season. Um, I forgot when that was. I think it was, like, in November or, or, or one of those months early on. Um, yeah, November. But that was really the first moment where, you're like, oh, Shae hits the game winner. He scored 42 efficient points. He led OKC to the 121-121 over a pretty decent Wizards team at the time. Um, and the fact that it was so early in the season, it was one of those, like, blinking lights moments where you're like, all right, like, this Shea start. Is more than just a hot start. This could be something that could be carried throughout the season. And you know, five, six months later, that turned out to be true. But like, really, I feel like that Shea game winner was like one of the first like blinking lights that show like, hey, this guy's legit, and this isn't just a hot start to his season.
3: I love that game. That was uh, the week way back then, way back in uh, November, the 14th and the 16th. The game in Boston, and then the game against uh, Washington. That was the week where the Ignite was in town for the Oklahoma city blue. And uh, that was the fullest that the G league ever got in terms of media. And we were all there to watch Scoot Henderson play. And uh, look how far we've, we've come since then that we're no longer talking about Scoot Henderson or uh, Victor or anyone else at the top of the draft. The thunder lost the coin flip yesterday and have the uh, 12th best lottery odds right now. We'll see how that all shakes out next month. But uh, Clemente, with that being said, let's draft our top five games from this season. I will give you that first pick, and, and you can decide who's going to go 1-1 in the game's draft.
4: Oh, man. Well, I think the obvious pick. I, I think I'll go with the obvious one and pick the uh, Pelicans' uh, plan win that happened this past week. Um, the Thunder were able to pick up a postseason win against a very good Pelicans team. Um, and a veteran Pelicans team who were in the plan last year as well and won both games. Um, but, yeah, I mean, 123-118, this was just the culmination of, like, everything that the funder worked towards through the season. Shea was great this game. Josh Giddey arguably had his best game of his young career. Lou Dort was, Lou Dort was fantastic. Those That little trur right there leading OKC to its first postseason win of probably the first of many along with the fact that Mark Dano was basically an A-plus when it came to him coaching his first real game of consequence. I mean, I just don't know how you cannot just pick the Pelicans um, play and win as as the best game of the season.
3: Yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, Portland Trailblazers game where Dame Lillard became the franchise leading scorer for Portland, but the Thunder were the ones victorious whenever SGA hit that game winner. That baseball series against Portland was awesome, but – specifically that game where you got to witness history and it happened on our end of the floor even that we were sitting on uh, to watch Dame hit that free throw to become the Blazers' all-time leading scorer. Uh, the, being a part of history in that way was pretty surreal uh, to, to get a front-row seat to history, but then also to have SGA hit the game winner and, and have the Thunder come out on top in a close game in a game that will be remembered for a long time. I'm not sure I'm not sure that anyone will ever become a, a team's franchise uh, scoring leader in the near future um, with this modern – era of player movement and everything else. So it was something that Shea said after the game that he wants to do uh, and, and his career. And the only way he can do that is by staying in Oklahoma city. So that should, that should also be a drop in the bucket for my game here for my first pick of Shea giving that quote afterward. But th- that game as a whole, I think was really fun and exciting. And, and that was the, that was as they were hitting their stride as they were, as they were snowballing into what eventually was that great stretch of basketball where they had like the third in in the league net rating and they were just playing so well, and that started the the downward slope of that snowball collecting more snow, so to say. So I'll pick the Portland game winner for Shea uh, and, and all that came with that series.
4: Yeah. So for, for my next pick, I mean, I think I got to go with the um, the first Clippers game and that little uh, four game road trip um, there in, I believe it was March. Um, yeah. March 21st. Yeah. It was the first of three consecutive games in LA and, um, Funder ended up winning one hundred 100. I know this might be a little bit of a controversial pick because I, I'm, I'm assuming most fans don't even think that that was the best Funder game at crypto.com arena this season. But man, this was a huge win. I think I remember just everybody being like deciding that this four game road trip is basically going to decide the Funder season. Um, and for him to pick up a win against a healthy Clippers squad with both Paul George and Kawhi playing for most of the game until Paul George got injured there late. Um, for, for OKC to pick up a win against this veteran Clippers or Clipper squad that have title aspirations and for Ludor to get that defensive stop at the end there with Kawhi, where Kawhi couldn't even get a shot up in the final 20, 21 seconds of the game, despite uh getting several screens from his teammates to get Ludor off of him. I mean, that was just that was a special night. um, And, and it's just a special moment for just the fund overall. Shea was awesome this game, 31 points, seven rebounds, four assists. jW was great this game, 20 points and eight rebounds. Um, and, you know, of course, Lou Dort uh, had the, had the uh, stop of the game, and he really avenged himself for having a pretty poor night heading into uh, up until the final 21 seconds. Overall, he finished with seven points on three eleven 11 shooting and won eight an from free. But, like, by hitting a game-winner, like I mentioned with Shea, like, if you can get a defensive stop at the end, a game-winning defensive stop, that, that makes up for, like, the first 37 minutes of your night.
3: That's a good pick, but I'm going to go with the one that you left on the table with the, the LeBron James record yeah. setting night where the Thunder win. And I think that that game just showed the the makeup of this team that when the moment gets big, this team's going to rise to the occasion. Uh, Aaron Wiggins at X interviews talked about uh, how Mark fired them up pregame. I I don't think he told us the full story because I think that the full story might be a little bit R-rated or at least PG-13 rated, and Wiggins did not dive full into what he said. But obviously whatever he said worked, and and it worked in a big way. So I I think that that game was just awesome to to see the Thunder team win that game Uh, and not only win it, but he he breaks the record. They have a 15-minute delay, and then they come storming back. Like We forget that the Lakers came storming back, tied the game, um, and then the Thunder were still able to win this game. So I'm going to give the uh, Thunder LeBron James record city night, my second overall pick arguably should have been my first overall pick, but uh, you, you let me slide on that, on that draft mistake.
4: Yeah, I'm going to uh, unconventional here for sure. <laughs> but for my third pick, I mean, I think I got to go with the, uh, this is a tough one. I think I'm either have to go with the Celtics or Grizzlies wins both at home, but I think I'm going to lean towards the Celtics one because of the fact of just how much. Chaos was surrounding this game. Um, Shea was a late scratch with a non-COVID illness. Um, and the starting lineup ended up being Giddy, dort Wiggins, Kenrich, and um, Jada. And the funder, for the funder to blow out the Celtics the way they did, 150 points to 117. Like, that's just – that was just a surreal c that i game. We were both um, watching the game together, and I, I don't know if you felt the energy too, but, like, the, the energy of the arena that night was so – was so unique and special. Like up until that point, I was like the most energetic I've seen a crowd up uh, in the season. i for the the funner to go in there, blow out Celtics team, a fully healthy Celtics team, might I add, um, who are coming off making the NBA finals um, and to score 150 points in regulation. Like that's, that's a surreal number. Like that's, that's gotta be like one of my favorite wins of the season for sure.
3: And I'm going to go with one of my favorite wins of the season, whenever they beat the Warriors, in the Paycom Center, and that moment felt like it clinched the play-in. Now, obviously, it didn't. Obviously, there was a that moment. You know, from that point, there was many ways where they could have missed the play-in, but it just felt so massive at the time that beating the Warriors, uh, who had staff, who had who had their guys, uh, you know, and overcoming that avalanche. Like a few times, the Warriors kept punching, kept punching, and they just could not break through. So it was impressive to me to see them win that game in the Paycom Center. So I'm going to say that Warriors win is going to be my next pick.
4: All right, and uh, is it, this is the final pick, right, or, or is there a couple more left?
3: Uh, you have two more left.
4: Two more left. I think, I, I think I'll go with the uh, penultimate game of the season against the Jazz. Um, a lot of pressure heading to this game. Um, obviously, one of the more anticipated games of the season considering just the play-in, playoff circumstances heading into the night. And even though it was a slow start, um, we're, you know, a shorthanded Jazz team that was basically sitting out all of their starters and like all of their like second unit guys and we're just playing um, third stringers. Um, the fact that that jazz team was able to hold, uh, keep it a game for basically the first three quarters. Um, it makes this win is that much more special because the funder, they didn't have their A game, but they didn't need their A game to beat this team that they should have beat. And it, um, it basically, it, clinched, it, it didn't officially clinch a in spot because I have been the following day, but this basically sealed the deal for OKC to get a in spot. Um, and, you know, this is also the first time that the uh, Funder were, were welcomed back at the airport that same night. Um, and, you know, this, hopefully, you know, this brings a new era of Funder fans being able to continue that tradition as this Funder team continues to grow into becoming into entering this next era of winning basketball.
3: I like that pick. My next pick is going to be the win in New York in Madison Square Garden way back in November whenever Josh Giddy. Earned a triple-double, and that sparked the uh, whole giddy-giddy-giddy Wally Zerbiak uh, meme. So I'm going to say that that's my next pick for obvious reasons. Uh, that was a sloppy game at, at the first. It's an afternoon game. There was no defense being played at all, but the Thunder won by 10. And Josh Giddy got the uh, triple-double. So that's going to be my my pick. So we each have one more remaining.
4: Oh, man, for my final pick, I think I got to go with the Grizzlies game from um, December where – uh the grizzlies rendering as um, one of the best teams in the west they ended up with the second seed overall. Um, and the funder were basically about uh, most of their free two of the, the two best players in um Shea, Giddy and um, really free if you count Chet. Um, and despite that the Funder were able to basically, you know, be in control this entire game. They basically blew out the Grizzlies. I know the final score was, was 115 was one fifteen, one oh nine, but the Grizzlies used that, that 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 score didn't really tell the full story because the Grizzlies won the fourth quarter, um, garbage time points. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was a great win. Ludor um, was fantastic this game, twenty four points on eight of fourteen shooting, three of four from three. Isaiah Joe was awesome this game as well, twenty three points, seven of twelve shooting, five of eight from three. Um, and you know, the Grizzlies heading into this game, like I mentioned, they've been one of the best teams in the league. And then had the whole John Morant. Uh, Getting ejected incident because he decided to like talk friendly trash or talk to a fan <laughs> that was a Grizzlies fan. That's not to be. Um, but yeah, this was definitely a big win for sure. And the fact that the Thunder were able to beat the Grizzlies squad this early in the season, like I said, it's one of those early signs where you look back on you're like, oh yeah, this was definitely one of those games where you could tell that this team was going to be a lot better than what most predicted heading into the season.
3: It's a good pick. I think that I really want to make my last pick the Jared Butler game because you know Jared, <laughs> Butler, Jared Butler is just my sweet, sweet prince. But uh, sadly, I cannot do that even for the memes. Uh, but he is he, they would be my next pick, that whole group of Butler, Sar, uh, Usman Jang that performed so great the last game of the year. And because the environment of the arena was so good that night too. They gave the standing ovation into the play-in. Uh, and, and I just cannot wait to see that that Paycom Center on opening night in October. But my actual pick is that win in Philadelphia, twelve days removed from the the, the Sixers just dominating the Thunder on New Year's Eve. Woe is me because every big got hurt, and the, this is a brutal matchup. They have Harden, they have Embiid, they have Maxi all healthy going into uh, th- that Sixers game in Philadelphia after that devastating loss of the Heat with the 40 free throws um, and, and in Miami, the first national TV game of this core, lost by one, to, to then turn around and play uh, the Sixers in Philadelphia that Thursday and win the game, I think that that was so impressive. So I'll, I'll give that my 10th overall pick. So Clemente, your group, play and win against New Orleans, Clippers road win whenever Dort shut down Kawhi, Celtics win with no Shea and they just dominated the Celtics jazz win to clinch the play in. Cause it forced the Mavericks to then tank. And then the, the John Morant gets kicked out for FaceTiming a fan Grizzlies game. Uh, that's a, that's a good five. My five is the Portland, uh, game winner. Whenever Dame set the record, uh, LeBron James record setting night. I love history. If you can't tell, uh, beating the Warriors was awesome. The giddy triple double in MSG, and the road win in Philadelphia. So, comment down below on YouTube or on uh, Twitter at Rylan Styles who you think has the best set of games of this draft. Coming up, we'll do the same thing for some players and talk about this season as a whole. But first, I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at the Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. The Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is a great game that we are all addicted to uh, around the Lacton Thunder group chat and locked on NBA group chat. I should say every host of locked on podcasts are playing this game. And so we're all in a competition to see who can win the most championships. It's the coolest game. Uh, it, it allows you to immerse yourself into basketball and and, and you download it. Uh, the pro GM.com right now, go to the download app in your store. Also for the ultimate pro basketball GM, you download it. You can make your team. You can uh, go there and have, drafts sign free agents make trades do training hire the right coach you have to do everything to build up your team from the ground level all the way up to championship caliber i've not won a championship yet but i've gotten very close i think that this is going to be my year it's a lot of fun it's very addicting so go right now because lockdown thunder listeners get 100 percent free boost to their franchise when using the promo Lockdown uh, in the game store so make sure you go there download the app go to probasketballgm.com and make sure that you check it out. You can also just scan the code on your screen right now uh, for the most addicting game you're going to download.
0: Hey, guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked on Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow alternate routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by
3: joining Wondery+. Plus. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Very late to that first break, I do apologize, but it was a lot of good content, so it's okay. Um, For the everydayers, so far this week, you've heard a lot of good stuff about Chet, draft, and now Clemente. Tomorrow we're going to do a stock watch report on who's trending up, who's trending down, who's just kind of middling, and then Friday we'll recap uh, the Sam Presti presser and talk all about it to bookend this entire season, and then we'll roll into draft coverage hot and heavy uh, on next week's show with our annual prospect projection profiles Clemente what a season that this was I think that the first question when we talk about players should be who is the most underrated player on this roster
4: No oh, man um underrated I mean I think I want to pick um I want to pick Aaron Williams but man Aaron Williams is beginning like a lot of hype over these last couple of months but you know, I'll just stick with him. Aaron Wiggins, um, he was the 55th pick in the draft a couple of years ago. Most 55th picks don't even make it past their rookie season in the league. Um, And that's not the case at all with Wiggins. Wiggins has slowly carved himself and played his way into his role where he's basically a top seven, top eight rotation guy for, for the funder. And that showed in um, in this last stretch of games during the season. Um, Aaron Wiggins does a good job at just, um, you know, providing – uh plugging in holes and helping to put her out and weaknesses and just being a really good rim runner knowing where to go in the spots um and like and like you mentioned in in exit interviews like Aaron Wiggins literally saved basketball a couple times for OKC
3: he did save basketball he did save everything in the world I uh for me I I was going to say Wiggins as well because I think that he's at times underrated by this coaching staff sometimes by the minutes he plays but um j i think is underrated too i know that j-well is a starter and like people love Jay well they, they love the boom and uh, they keep track of the charges but i think that he's gotten pegged as this like gimmicky player like, i think that i think that fans view him as like oh he's just a guy that draws charges and just gets in the way he's like a legitimately good nba player though like he's a really high-end elite level role player for his position i mean i should say elite level playmaker for his position uh, he is a really good uh guy at just boxing out, doesn't collect the rebounds, but there's a lot of good stuff of like getting guys out of the way. And then Giddy cleans it up or Shea cleans it up or whoever's down there gets the ball, but he doesn't necessarily get the ball. Uh, so does a really good job fighting on the glass in that way. While it does not compile a ton of rebounds, uh, his charging is a legit elite trait that he has as well. And then that shooting, if that shooting stays up around 40%, that is just incredible. And, and, and to magnify all of this, he was doing this well. while, being forced to be a starting center and the bottom line is as much as I like J-Will, you know my Jay will stand the bottom line is he's not a starting center like he's not gonna he's not gonna be a starting center next year and so if you take what he already provides you and put it in a more condensed role then that's even a, a better punch to this thunder rotation so I think that J-Will gets kind of cast to the size like oh he's just a guy that smiles as it has, has the catchphrase and gets in the way but no he's like a legitimately good role player for the thunder and I think that he will be moving forward with that being said clemente let's draft our six players on the roster i'll give you the first overall pick because i'm a nice guy but really getting two first overall overall picks is not great but go ahead and just say shay's name so we can move on with it
4: sda all nba first team simple as that
3: you know i really should have made you have the second pick not only because i want shay <laughs> but because i want to put you in this terrible spot to pick between Dub and josh giddy um gosh it's hard to separate them because they can both do things so well. Here's my here's my thing. I'm going to go J-Dub because this is a draft and not a ranking necessarily. And I'm going to need somebody who I think can go create a bucket. And I think that he can do that just a little bit better than Josh Giddey can. I should say he can do it better than Josh Giddey can, period. Uh, so I'm going to pick J-Dub and let's see where you go with pick number three.
4: I mean, like like you said, it's, it was hard, it's hard to choose between Giddy and Jada, which leaves me with Giddy as the obvious answer. Heading into the season, I think a lot of us are questioning whether or not the shade Giddy backward could fit together. At the end of the season, I think the answer is like an empathetic uh, 100% yes, for sure. So I'm going with the obvious pick here and sticking with Giddy.
3: And now I'm stuck with this other bad predicament of who to draft now. Oh goodness! So here's my dilemma. I'm picking between. I'm either going to have to take. Are we? Are we we drafting? We're not drafting injured players, so that wouldn't make sense. We're not going to draft injured players. We're going to draft healthy players. So with that caveat, to clarify for everyone commenting about chat, I'm going to draft. I'm going to draft Isaiah Joe, Isaiah Joe, because I need the shooting in the offense, and I and, and you know that I'm really high on this defense. So I'll go Isaiah Joe.
4: Well, you're spicing you know, it up, Rylan. I'll, I'll I'll keep it tame and go with Lou Dort and uh end up with uh starting um backcourt and starting forward spot that LKC's been having the entire season and uh Shay Giddy Dort Dort provides great point of attack defense. Um he's he's an inconsistent he he can be an inconsistent offensive threat, but when he's got it going, he provides legit three point shooting. Um so I think I'll play it safe and choose Dort.
3: I thought I could kind of confuse you there to go go Joe, throw you off the scent, and then I could still <laughs> steal a Dort from you. But nonetheless, I figured that if I took Dort, you took you'd take Joe though, and I need offense. So, do we count Kenny Hustle, even though he was like he did he did play this season?
4: Yeah, I think everybody outside of Chet is for play. Okay, then
3: I'm going to go Kenneth Williams.
4: Kenneth Williams, okay, okay. Oh boy, so I have Shea, Giddy, Dort so far. You stole my pick. I would have pick Kenner I didn't think you'd go there. Hmm. I think I got to go. Oh, boy. I think I'll go with Poku. Poku was a legit starter for OKC before he broke his leg. Um, he was he was legit making some strides there in, in, in the uh, first half of the season. Um, I know most of us have bad memories of him because of recency bias because he was basically unplayable when he came back from his leg injury. But Poku was making some legit strides as, as someone who's starting to figure it out on both ends of the floor. So I think I go with Poku um, as my uh, starting forward spot.
3: I'm gonna go Jay Will here. No, wait, nope. I retract I my <laughs> statement. I'm gonna go Aaron Wiggins. See, this is why I had him as the most underrated player because I almost forgot about him. I see how easy it is to do now. So I'm gonna go Aaron Wiggins.
4: All right, you go Aaron Wiggins. Um, so is this my final pick? Then is that correct?
3: Yeah, this is your f- no, 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 we're drafting six. This is going to be your final pick oh, on this 25.
4: My start. All right. Oh, boy. I think I'll go. Hmm. You anyway, know, just because I need like some sort of big man. Um, I don't know. Poku kind of fits that mode. I think I'll go with Dario. Dario which was really good. Like, OKC traded for him just to make the finances work with Phoenix Suns, but like, he was a really good rotation piece there for OKC and um, he provided some legit uh, backup forward minutes, backup wing minutes. So I think I'll go with Dario here as my small ball five.
3: Yeah, I mean, they, they traded for him to acquire those second-round picks. He replaced the production of Muscala, so it all worked out in the end for Oklahoma City. I'm going to go I'm gonna go J-Will here because I, I feel confident in my sixth man, no matter who you take here. I feel confident that I can hype him up and make him – make him a good six man. So I'm gonna go Jay will here. Uh, and so now with your team, you have SGA, Giddy, Dork, Poku, Sar. choose your final pick.
4: Oh boy. Well, let, let's see who's still on the table. Trey, um, GRE, Butler, um, Lindy, Usman and Sar. You know, I think I'll go with Trey. I, I believe, I, I believe Trey can have, um, one really good game. I know Trey had like a really bad second season. He kind of got played out of the rotation, but I still believe in Trey's ability to be, to fit that microwave, traditional six-man score role for for my team. So I'll go with the wild card pick here. He might not be the best player left on the board, but I like to mix it up a bit. I'll go with Trey, man.
3: So as much as I love my sweet prince, Jared Butler, I'm between Lindy Waters and Usman Jang. And I love me some Usman Jang. But I feel like I'd get more credit in the poll if I got Lindy because the OSU stands with like. <laughs> I should have
4: thought about that.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about how to get the votes. I don't. I'm not thinking about anything else except for that. Um, because I got Wiggins, I got Dub, I got Will. Uh, those and Joe. Those and K- those are. I got some fan favorites. I'm taking. Oh, I'm taking Usman Chang. I'm taking Usman okay. Chang. That hurt that hurt someone who loves covering um lindy waters especially whenever we were there it's basically just me and you in the room and and the g league it was a lot of fun but uh that hurt so but i'm gonna i'm gonna go jang so my team is J Dub, isaiah joe kenny wiggins j will jang your team is sga giddy dort poku sarch and trey i think that my team has like an a, a perfectly equilibrium roster and your team has a huge ascension but then a bad drop off so it just is going to be a war of attrition between us. I think that ultimately whoever drafted Shea was going to win the game, the the, the theoretical game. Uh, But I like my team. I like my team's balance. I believe in them. I I believe in every guy that I drafted. So um, maybe, maybe one day we'll learn that this matchup actually happened in training camp and, and whoever won won. but Clemente coming up, let's talk the offseason off season quickly. But first I want to tell you right now about our good friends, over at Game Time, folks, Game Time is awesome. Game Time gives you the lowest tickets, uh, the lowest price tickets guaranteed. Use the code NBA for $20 off. Folks, Game Time is there for you whenever you want to go to concerts or you want to go to sporting events or th- the theater, anything you want, comedy, music, sports, anything you want. Uh, they have killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guaranteed. You can stop stressing over tickets and start creating hype for the fun that you're going to have at these events. So check it out today uh, and make sure that you get your hands on these. You get images from your seat. Uh, you get to you get to find and buy tickets at every kind of event in your price range. Uh, flash deals and last minute tickets are great with the lowest prices guaranteed. Uh, event cancellation protections, uh, job loss protections, et cetera. So go over there and check it out today at the GameTime app, create an account. And when you do, use the code MBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms and conditions apply. Again, create your account. Redeem code MBA. and that's $20 off of your first purchase. Terms and conditions apply. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed.
2: This is Jake from Locked On. Sometimes you and I need that kind of support too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
3: We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for joining us on today's Lockdown Thunder Podcast. Every day is, you can expect tomorrow's show to be about the stock watch on all these players we just talked about. We're going to do the over, under, or the or the up and down report on, uh, on, on what they project to be in the future. Friday, we'll talk about uh, Sam Presti's presser and put a bookend and a, and a bow on this season. Speaking of that, the offseason is just around the corner. Clemente, as we start to ramp up here and do our prospect profiles and projections, and then from there, it'll be the combine, it'll be draft day, it'll be free agency. What do you expect to happen uh, this off season and what has to happen this off season for the Oklahoma city thunder.
4: I expect a similar off season that we've seen over these last couple of years where the only real big outside additions to this funder roster are going to be via the draft. Um, I know there might be a segment of fans within the funder fan base that are clamoring for Sam Presti to make one out moves, especially with the season they've just had. But I think the most important thing that the funder could do is just stay disciplined and stay patient because they have a very special young group of men of players on this on their hands and um i don't think they should like mess with that at all and and then um by adding some sort of like outside addition obviously you can add you know guys like isaiah the caliber of isaiah joe Doris talked a bit on interviews about uh being one about potentially being uh coming back here but um I think the best thing the opponent can just do is just continue to have the type of off season they had over the last couple of years and just have the current guys on the roster continue to develop into better players.
3: I'm looking forward to how they develop. We've we've seen this roster get better summer over summer. So hopefully that trend continues. So what would you bet on happening? Does Saric return or not? He said he wants to, but do you think he actually does or not?
4: Oh, man, I just I just don't think he really fits what the funder is going to try to do this upcoming year. He was great for OKC. He provided OKC a couple of really good quality months of backup wing minutes, backup rotation minutes. Um, but they are going to potentially add up to, what, two free new players via the draft. And those roster sports are, are getting harder and harder to come by. Um, so I, I just think, while it would be nice to have Dario back, um, I just don't think it can realistically happen with them adding a new draft class to their roster this upcoming summer.
3: So you said that you don't think a big move is going to come that fans are clamoring for. However, fans are clamoring for it. So, and it's Sam Presti. And Sam Presti can uh, pull off the unexpected, so to say in the off season. Scale of one to 10, how shocked would you be if we get a Woj notification in the middle of the night in July that some, some big move is happening now. I'm going to classify a big move as like a very good. Like I would consider like you know Cam Johnson, a very 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 good you know starter level rotation level player who isn't a superstar. I'd still consider that a big move. So anything from like your high level starter, good rotation player, all the way up through star. How likely do you think that that would be to happen on a scale of one to ten?
4: Um, how likely would it happen from one to ten? I think I would two and a half to three, maybe. I mean, like, 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 like you said, like, you know, while Sam can be predictable at times, he has thrown some curveballs towards us. Like you mentioned with the Paul George trade from a few summers ago. Um, so you can always, so you always have to be open minded about Sam doing something, uh, against conventional wisdom like that. Um, but yeah, from one to 10, I think I'll probably lean towards like two and a half and three for like Sam to go out there and get someone, uh, the, the caliber of like cam johnson or you know we, we heard some og and ob rumors from this past trade deadline as well someone that caliber i'd be a little bit surprised
3: Commentate. as soon as the uh, final buzzer sounded on that minnesota timberwolves game i tweeted out my conspiracy theory that the nba wants to punish the mavericks and a million dollar fine is not enough but you can't you can't take a team's lottery pick. You just can't do it. You can take the second round picks for tampering and whatever. You can't take their lottery pick. Except the Mavericks pick is top 10 protected. So you can pseudo take it away by magically having the lottery shake out to where they finish at 11 or they finish lower than 10. Just It's the lottery. What are you going to do? It can happen. We, we give you the percentages. Do you buy into the conspiracy that the Thunder are going to jump up because the league wants to take away the Mavs pick.
4: Oh, yeah, this is the first I heard of this conspiracy, but since you brought it up and it means he's going to add another top 10 player, like, yeah, I'm all for it, like, for sure. Like, I'm all for conspiracy theories to help out the funder.
3: It would be a lot of fun. It would be a lot of fun. But uh, let, let me tell you something else. If, if the Mavericks keep their pick on lottery night, I never want to hear about the draft being rigged again, the lottery being rigged again. It was a fun story, but if, <laughs> but if the Mavericks still hold, hold on to that pick, after lottery night it is not rigged and it's just truly a lottery which is in all likelihood the case like i don't think that i don't think that the lottery is rigged i don't think that the lottery is rigged i don't think that the league is rigged it's just something funny to say uh, at the end of podcasts which which we do daily here at lockdown thunder subscribe across all podcasting platforms so you never miss an episode including on youtube uh, follow me on twitter at ryland underscore styles clemente Thank you for joining us. Where can they find you and what do you got cooking this off season?
4: Yeah, they can find me on Twitter at C. Almanza1007. If you need to know how that's spelled out, uh, just go on Lockdown Funder's YouTube channel and it should be spelled out right there. So, just to make it easy for everybody. Um, in terms of work, you just follow me on KC up For this week, I'll probably be covering a Sandpress press depressor. And then next week and the weeks following after that, I'm just going to dive into offseason content.
3: It's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be a long off season because I won't get to see you daily like we do uh, in in season. But it'll go by fast, and we'll be back in the paycom center uh, before you can know it for media day and uh, and everything else that happens. So it's the shortest off season in sports, but because we're hoops heads, it's the longest off season for us. Finals picks, by the way. Yeah, who do you think's winning the title?
4: Oh man, we talked about this on exit um, interviews. I think I'm going with the Celtics over the Suns. I'm sticking by that for sure.
3: And by talks about this, he means I I physically forced him to <laughs> fill out a, a, a bracket before we, we got exit interviews kicked off because it was right at the wire of first tip. But I, but I made sure he got in a bracket. Uh, I like that pick. Uh, I like the Celtics. We'll see if that still holds true after Russell Westbrook turns into the best defender you've ever seen late in games on Devin Booker. So until tomorrow, sorry that the show went long, but be good and be good to one another. a
2: hey, Prime members.